Welcome to the Unlock Philippines podcast, your once or twice weekly informational podcast on all things lockdown management related. We hope to help you get through what you need to get through so we can keep it together while we social distance apart. I'm Jet Akuzar. I'm based in the Philippines. And I'm Jantina Fong Nigaman. That's N-I-G-G-E-M-A-N-N, a Filipina based in Hong Kong, and we are your hosts. In the last installment of our three-part series on self-care, we sit down with Trisha Santanera, who lifts the curtain behind her rose-tinted, bread-scented Instagram life. She shares her quarantine experience, including lots of tips, stray talk, and even candid reflections on the less rosy, more difficult times she's been through. At this point, I'd like to include a trigger warning for mention of a friend's suicide, and for clarity, the episode was recorded just before the modified ECQ was announced. With that, I'd like to welcome Trisha on the show. How are you, my darling? <laughs> because at least from Instagram, and when you speak on the phone, it, it always seems like you're in this happy little nest that smells like baked bread. <laughs> and Arabella always seems like a quiet little joy shuffling around wordlessly. <laughs> like oh my a God. cute little playmate. A quiet How are you little joy. your time oh at gosh. home. <laughs> well, she's definitely not, she's definitely anything but quiet. She really? is, she's more like our little tornado. She rips through the house and she bosses everyone around and she terrorizes the dogs and she's turned the entire apartment into her adventure zone and it, it just climbs everything. So no one can have their eyes off her because you'll turn around and she'll be standing on top of the dining table. Um, but everything's good. I mean, my house doesn't smell like baking all the time, but, you know, I feel like every other day. <laughs> That's um, quite a lot. What do you do with all your baked goods? It must be overflowing. No, well, this is the thing. So we always have cookies baked. And once that batch is finished, we'll then make more. Because I put them inside Dwayne's smoothies in the morning. So unlike me, he has trouble keeping on weight. <laughs> so what I do is I'll throw in one of the cookies that I've made. Because there's obviously some cocoa sugar from there. From doing the big batch, right? So he's kind of okay with that as opposed to me saying, oh, I've had to put, you know, honey or, you know, sugar or whatever. You know, it's more of a mental thing than anything, I think. So we always have fresh cookies baked. And then I always, we always have fresh ciabatta always made. I like ciabatta because it doesn't have any sugar in it. And then when I do big batches, I actually send it out to our neighbors, to Dwayne's sisters, to his mom, um, were you doing this before um, before the pandemic? I'm curious. Definitely not. The only reason why we started to do it was because I went to the supermarket and there was no bread. So I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what the heck are we going to eat? So it was actually Jet. I had to message her because she was baking a lot of bread and she's always cooking, right, in the kitchen. She's always mm. doing something. And I had to ask her for her flour supplier. <laughs> and she said, yes, order in, in batches of 10 kilos. And I said, 10 kilos? Are you crazy, woman? What am I going to do with 10 kilos of flour? And she said, trust me, you will use it all. If not, flour, is, it, it stores really well. And granted, I've already gone through the 10 kilos. I've already done another order. So... Yeah, but no, I wasn't doing it before. It was just, it's literally a means to an end. But now that it's something that I do, 
it's, it's actually become something of our routine. I haven't, now that bread is back on the shelves in the supermarket, I haven't had to buy any still. So, I mean, I feel like it, at least I know exactly what goes in there. I can feed my family and, and know that there's not hidden sugar and, and stuff. Because then I looked at the bread packet. There's a lot of sugar that goes into, into normal sandwich bread. Sure, yeah, not even just sugar, but um, all of the stabilizers and, mm-hmm. like, chemical things, words you can't really pronounce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super nice that you're also sharing it with um, with family members, with friends. This is something I'm hearing a lot mm-hmm. um, since lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I find it really encouraging that people are still finding ways to connect and be together, even if they're social distancing apart. Even if that means, you know, sending over pastries. Exactly. I can't think of a better way. Exactly. <laughs> really. Right. And it's so funny because our friend Mackie, Mackie Farr, she, mm. <laughs> when she'll message me, we'll speak daily and she'll say, how are you today? And if I'm having a bad day, she'll just say, well, just go and bake something. You'll be fine. <laughs> so well, she's na- very wise. It's, it's kind of turned into a little personal joke. Uh, through a few friends because we've all turned into we're all a master chef we're all a gardener we're all you know we've all become multitaskers we all have to wear different hats now and I'm actually also the um, home entertainer as well I, I sing a mean Disney princess song and so it's just when you're backed into a corner it's amazing what as humans, we are actually capable of doing, you know. So there are certain things during this quarantine that we've lost. But I think that yeah. in losing these things, it, it should make us more grateful and appreciate them even more at the same time. So I, I definitely am looking at the silver lining amongst all of this. So, I mean, I feel like that's the only that's the way that everybody has to go. So speaking of um, taking care of oneself and like silver linings, how is some way that you're taking care of yourself? Oh right gosh, Jantina, I feel that taking care of yourself in the littlest of ways at the moment are little wins. You know, they're the, the little mm-hmm. moments of joy during your day. So I think that loving yourself right starts with mind spirit then the body will follow um Mm -hmm. but little things for me I'm a very routine person so making sure that I stayed in my routine to make sure that I still continued on with my self-care journey because it's not something that one day you wake up and you're just like oh I've got this self-care self-love thing down packed no like any relationship with anybody it's something that you need to work on constantly if you're not focused on it you realize that days can pass and you obviously are still alive and you're breathing but have you really nourished your body mind and soul have you taken that time out in the morning or in the night or in the middle of the day where you pause and you reflect and think dear lord thank you for today Thank you for having a roof over my head. Thank you for the food on my table. Thank you for just everything because there are so many people out there at the moment who are really struggling. So, I mean, even with me, with Skin by Tallulah and Tallulah's Closet, will I have a business at the end of all of this? 
you know, I'm grinding it out and, and I'm really trying to be there for my clients and I'm really trying to inspire women to love themselves and love themselves right. And even not a matter of buying our products, it's just go into your kitchen and make a face scrub and scrub your face. Because everything that you need to actually scrub your face with or your body is in the kitchen. So I feel like those little kind of tidbits in how to self-care and self-love are really important. From day one of quarantine, Arabella learned how to climb out of her crib. So... Part of my self-care routine is waking up and being with her from five to seven, so doing continue sleeping. And, and that's part of my self-love, is nourishing myself and, and my mummy side with Arabella, waking up and making sure we have nice soft music on. Because it's not just, you know, self-love for me means loving myself, yes, and then having that cup overflow onto everybody else. And I want Arabella to make sure that she feels love and that she feels safe. So that's how my day kind of starts. And then from there, Dwayne will come into the room at about seven and then, you know, he'll give her her milk and then we'll go out and we'll go and have coffee. So read the news. Staying in a routine for me is, is self-care, self-love. Yeah, I can really see that giving side of your personality where actually you begin your day giving your time to your daughter and then giving mm-hmm. your time to Dwayne. But that nourishes you Correct. as well, you know. Correct. It's not just, a, it's not just an well, outflow. Well, this is the thing. So then usually before this pandemic, then Dwayne would go to work at nine and I'd be with Arabella and then I get to have a shower and go to the gym and really kind of start to, to self-love my body and physical side of things. But this is the thing, no one's going to work. No, no one's leaving the house. So I really had to kind of, I really had to, to rework my routine. So during this lockdown, you know what I had to do? I had to actually, I made a self-shift, like a self-made little dressing table area for me. And Dwayne calls it my lady cave because I, I needed a space. And it's a space actually in our dressing room that it, I literally just get to sit there and have. Yeah, I think we've yes. seen this in your Instagram, right? This is where you do yes, like your hair exactly. curling. And, no, so that wasn't it wasn't there, there before. before, but I needed it. I said to Dwayne, I need, a, I need space for myself. So we got the table from the guest room out and we put it in that little corner and I have a ring light from when I shoot to Lula's closet in our house. So I put that there on the dressing table and that's held up at the moment with it's balancing in a shoebox, <laughs> you know, so I really had to make like a, a makeshift dressing table. So, and that was how I kind of reworked my self-care routine and I get to sit there and, and really kind of roll my face with my gua sha and my, and my jade roller and my 24 karat vibrating stick wand for my face. So those little things that I didn't really sit and do before, I kind of did everything kind of on the go. I really give myself time. I sit there, I do my masks, I do my facials, I put moisturizer on my feet, I do all of that stuff. And when when Duane and Arabella see me sitting at my dressing table, they know that it's mama's time out. 
I really like that. I like that you've built a physical space to do all the things mm-hmm. that are for you and that your family recognizes that that's your space mm-hmm. and that's your time. I think that could be really helpful yeah. for a lot of people. That's a good well, because Dwayne and I share a bathroom. So before I was doing it in there, but when he walks in with, you know, his bells and whistles and the earth, wind and fire behind him, <laughs> I'm just like, and there goes my quiet time. Okay. <laughs> but when, as I said, when he sees me sitting in this space, he knows, okay, it's, it's, it's Trisha's time. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that most partners who are respectful yeah, of each other will be happy to give each other mm-hmm. that kind of space because we all know that this is yeah. a really bizarre time. So if, you know, if there, if there's a, that, yeah. it's such a small thing that you can do for your partner, but it may not be something necessary that people think to ask. Well, maybe moving on to the mental side, since we've done a bit of mm-hmm. um, the physical things, the self-care, the, the, the beauty. Um, what are you doing to stay sane? I mean, I know that mental health is super important. And this must be like a really tough time for people who already have a tough time with their mental health when things are normal. And like for me, it's been a bit strange because my anxiety has almost been allayed by needing to make realistic plans and maybe expectations to respond to, you know, the pandemic and whatever initial decisions that I need to make. Um, But seeing, you know, but knowing that and seeing is what brought us closer together was actually Mm -hmm. the loss of our dear friend, Hell. Like, I still think about that all the time, and especially like in weird times like this. Do you feel like you think back on things in your life or like take stock on the past and make sense of it all. you think about it you know because you think to yourself how can I be better coming out of COVID out of this quarantine and you think to yourself yeah what would Helena be doing in this situation and I think to myself how is Jenfina doing I think how are all my other girlfriends doing so yes I do find myself reflecting on how I can be better but the mental side for me I think would probably be I wouldn't say the one that I struggle with the most, but I am going to say it's the one I struggle with the most because I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my family. So there are those days that I don't want to get out of bed, that I just want to stay in bed all day. And if Arabella wants to cry, go cry your brains out. But then I think to myself, no, she only has you. So you better get the F out of bed and if you stay in your pajamas all day and you have smelly breath and don't brush your teeth or wash your face all day, that's fine because she just, she doesn't give a shit what you look like. You just need to be, I just need to be there for (laughs) Arabella. So mentally sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to scream and shut everyone out and, and have those days where I can just be me and be a sloth and hide under the sheets, but I can't. So it's something that I have to push myself to do, even with working Jenfina. Oh my gosh. So of course, Skin by Tallulah, it's, it's, we're trying to inspire and encourage everybody else, but where's that inspiration and, and the encouragement coming from? It's coming from me. It's coming from my, my mental state. It's coming from my heart. So I really need to dig deep, you know, and I don't want to just be fake about it. 
So I try to be as real as I can on my Instagram, on Skin by Tallulah, Tallulah's Closet, on my my personal Instagram. I try to be as real as I can. If I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to be like, today sucks. But I am going to be like, you know, today I'm not feeling 100%. So today I'm just going to maybe watch something on TV as escapism and that's okay. If you're having a bad day, it's okay. Have a bad day. Yeah. It's fine. But just don't live in those bad days. Now, exactly. I love how you said you acknowledge it, but you don't live in it. Because I think a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. it now is just acknowledging however we feel. But if you stay too long, like that's when things get hairy. Uh, I had a TV show called Driven and it basically mm-hmm. I was interviewing women who had been through some kind of strife in their life and, and who have turned around and turned their sufferings into successes. And that's one thing that I noticed with my divorce was, okay, I went through a divorce. You know, my, my ex-husband did some really shitty things you know, to our marriage and therefore leading to us divorcing. And instead of sitting there and living in it and being a victim forever, which, us, which there are some women who are divorced, who they've been separated for eight, six, seven years, and they're still wallowing in their misery. It's like, get the F over it, honey. Life is too short for you to be crying about spilt milk you know, great. He bankrupt you. Great. He cheated on you. Great. I'm sure you weren't an angel either, but at the end of the day, let it be better about it. Don't be bitter about it. And yes, people will say it's easier said than done, but I freaking did it. So if anybody wants to turn to me and say, oh, look at her. She doesn't know what Mm -hmm. she's saying. I'm sorry, but I had a very public divorce and it took me a few months to kind of get over the fact that my marriage failed and for me to realize that God had a better plan for me, you know, and Dwayne is the man that I prayed for, even though I knew him for years, Mm. I knew him for years, but you know, it's, it's, you just have to believe that there is something better for you. And even with this COVID and everything, there's a reason why this is happening. And it's a really shitty thing that we're all going through. And so many people are losing loved ones and everything. But, I mean, I can't, I refuse to sit here and go, well, it's happening just because. I'm sorry. It's happening because of a reason. Maybe we can't see it at the moment. Maybe we won't see it for another 50 years. But eventually, eventually we'll see why we had to go through this to get to a better place. That's interesting that you bring up your divorce because it's not a topic that is easily discussed in Manila and yet you speak about it with such ease and even candor. Dwayne knows who I am and I've never once hidden from him who I am or what I've been through and knew exactly what he was getting into. He knew that I was a public figure. He knew that I had a show. He knew that my show reflected and talked a lot about what I had been through with my divorce, being so young. I mean, am I really that young? But anyway, (laughs) and then, and so, and the same thing with him, you know, he, (laughs) he has been through his, you know, triumphs and struggles as well. He was married before as well. So he knows what it feels like. He knows exactly what I'm going through because he has been through it before. 
So, and this is the thing as well. I'm still very close with the Valenciano family. Mama and Jelly keeps messaging me saying, I'm sending Arabella's present down to her, down to the house. And what's the address again? And when can we FaceTime? And Kiana and I talk to each other all the time. Sam Valenciano is one of my dearest friends. Her and I messaged, message every single day. I'm the godmother to Leia, you know. Um, there's nothing really that's changed structurally within my relationship with the Valenciano family. It's just that I'm not married to Gab anymore, but Gab and I are still friends. He actually sent me a picture just before quarantine happened. He bumped into Nika and Gino and they sent me a photo, a selfie. <laughs> and I can safely say that there's no, there's no bad bone in my body towards Gab at all. We went through exactly what we went through to get to exactly where we're, we're supposed to be now. And it, and it took me a lot of prayer and petition to get there. But just like this COVID, why are we going through this? We don't know why we're going through this. Just like my divorce, I don't know why this was happening to me. I'm a good person. Don't good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people? No, that's a bunch of BS. You need to kind of like slow down and ask yourself, okay, what is the lesson in this? Find the lesson, learn from it, become a better person, move on. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it'll be a different reason for everyone. And probably the sooner we figure out our reason, the sooner we'll be able to unpack whatever trauma we've incurred from this really bizarre time. And, and I don't want to use the word trauma lightly, but I mean, this was a really massive global thing that happened and completely jolted us all. So maybe I'm thinking of trauma on a personal level, but also on a collective human, you know, but we have to just come out of it better or else what did we do all of it for? Like when Helena passed away, right? Mm -hmm. We could be living in that going, oh, our best friend killed mm -hmm. herself, blah, blah, blah. And then every single time something goes wrong in our life or, or we make a bad decision, we could blame it on, oh, but you know, I lost my best friend and it really traumatized me. So now I can't stand on a balcony because she jumped off the balcony, right? But I had to make myself stand on a balcony yeah. after she passed away and make myself be okay with standing on that balcony because that potentially could have made me never want to be up high in a, in a building ever again. But I didn't let it make me do that because I was like, no, I need mm -hmm. to not let this beat me so that's how I feel with with the mental health um situation that's happening at the moment and I have some girlfriends who are in isolation they have been in isolation for two months and my hat goes off to them because the things that some of these girls do on a daily basis to make sure that they don't slip into a dark place mentally I mean round of applause to them they're the ones who are getting bread <laughs> and cookies for me and care packages and when it comes to making sure that your own mental health is okay and that you're okay I think that making sure the people are, who are around you are okay is really important as well and you can do that by just making a phone call text message yeah I think that's also like a function of your right. nourishing sort of personality mm -hmm. that it really helps you to check on everyone and I guess it's also maybe also 
potentially connected to what happened with Hal that we all, at least I feel that as well, that Mm -hmm. we need Mm -hmm. to sort of check in with everybody every so often because sometimes some people fall through the cracks and it has happened with us. Not saying it was our fault, but like it does happen. And so it does feel nice Mm -hmm. to to reach out, to send a small gift, to to do whatever you can, basically, at at the time. So I have to ask, who is Tallulah? You know, I get asked who Tallulah is all the time because people would just presume that I would have called my brand Skin by Trisha, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I think Tallulah is a much more catching name than Trisha. And I love the name Tallulah. I've always loved the name Tallulah. No man's ever going to want to name their kid Tallulah. So I thought, you know what? I'm still going to use it and I'm going to use it in my business where no man has any say at all whatsoever. It's 100% all mine. And um, so Tallulah became the best version of me because I wanted to name my daughter Tallulah. So when you're raising a daughter, like with Arabella, she is, I put the best of me into her. I mean, one day maybe I'll morph it into just Tallulah, you know, the Tallulah lifestyle brand, which you can have skin, clothes, you know, homeware, lifestyle, like whatever. So I just love the name so much. So I, I made it, you know, into a, in a person, into a person in my mind. So Tallulah really is, she was born in my heart. So you mentioned a little about Tallulah's closet and skin by Tallulah. We go way back. So I know that you didn't start in the retail space, but for those who may not be aware, how did you go from model um, or host to starting your own business? It was called Scrub Tallulah. I only had one hmm. product and it was the coffee body scrub. So, and that started because when Gavin right. and I divorced, we were bankrupt and I literally walked out with zero money. And from the little money that I was able to get from a few jobs that I had, and I had just moved back to LA, so I didn't have a hosting career. I had nothing. Um, I then started making Scrub Tallulah from recycled coffee that I would collect from Toby's estate. So I would, yeah, so I would actually collect their used coffee grinds. I would... Um, what is it, sanitize it and cook it again. You have to cook it for a certain amount of period at a certain degree for it to be sterilized again. And then I literally made, made the bags and, and sold the product because it was a product that I was already using. I was scrubbing my body because I was – what I went through was just horrific. And I literally was just like, oh, my gosh, I have no money to buy any products. And I was drinking so much coffee that I was just saving the coffee grinds and I was making my own face scrubs and my own body scrubs and things like that. And then at the time I was living in Surendra and there was a Toby's estate downstairs and Marcel Crespo, who's a dear friend, who's one of the owners said, you know, you can get our used coffee grinds. I mean, you can walk into any Starbucks and get used coffee grinds and they won't charge you because it's essentially trash. They throw it out. And um, so that's what I did. I did that. And it turned into something. And then a year later, 
Uh, my business partner, Cheryl Karim, approached me and said, I really want in, but let's expand. And so I wanted to expand with skincare products as well. Very simple, natural, organic, vegan skincare products. So our skincare line definitely isn't for if you have got severe acne and things like that, you need to see a doctor. But for the general, normal, average, oily, prone, dry skin, Skin by Tallulah is great because it's it's a nourishing product, all organic, all vegan. And um, so now we are coming up to being two years old and Tallulah's Closet started as well with that as well because we wanted to contribute to the sustainability of fashion. There was too much fast fashion going on. There was a lot of fashion, Australian fashion designers that I couldn't get my hands on here. And Cheryl, living in Australia, she was able to um, import and export them to me. So it was a perfect, it was a perfect partnership. And the things that I can do really well in the business, she can't do and vice versa. So Cheryl's the business. She makes sure that we have enough money to make the, the business go around and around and around in circles. And I make sure that all the creative and the packaging and the labeling and the PR and the marketing is all going well. So we actually complement each other really well. And um, so, yeah, so that's why then we turned Scrub Tallulah into Skin by Tallulah because it's more of a face and body range now. And, and we have Tallulah's Closet as well, which is a dress rental company as well. But now we've also started getting dresses from girls and we will sell them for you. Yeah, I love that you, um, you're you really responding to something tangible in the market or, you know, this is coming from like a very personal need. So the body scrub started yeah. because I was so stressed. I was like literally scrubbing um, the skin off my body, not knowing what to do with my crazy ex-husband and how we were going to get divorced and all that kind of stuff. I'm like scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing frantically. And um, the next product that we released was the magnesium oil because I was exercising so much and I, and I was using magnesium oil that I went, why don't I just make this myself? And then the next product that we released was the um, pink clay mask, which helps with brightening your face. And I was suffering from melasma from my pregnancy, which is pigmentation. And so I needed a natural one because I was breastfeeding and then the face oil. Mm -hmm. So literally there's no, there's no um, genius, you know, um, way that we're doing it. We're literally I'm literally looking at myself in the mirror going, okay, what product do I want to make next for myself that other women I think would love? So we have a charcoal face mask two-in-one coming out um, within this next month. We have a body souffle body polish coming out. We have a night serum coming out. And we're not gonna we're gonna stop at maybe 10 products mm. and that's it. We could keep going. We could keep the sky's the limit. There are so many products out there that you could use, but at the end of the day, I would rather have a successful small niche business than have a business that has so many products I don't even know the name of all of them. Well, I think that's a really honest and organic way for a brand to grow. And I think it suits the ethos of both your brands. And also, I love that it really comes out of a like a need because I think we're coming into this time thinking about how we consume and you know, do we really need all of these products, you know, as you said, and no, we, we don't need 
everything. We just need the products that are going to address the problems that we actually have. So I think the days of the overflowing bathroom counters and medicine cabinets turned closets uh, are over. I think that everybody has become uh, looking at it more of like a civic duty more so than anything. And also as well, it's, it, yeah. there aren't that many options. Like there are some products that I can't get from Australia anymore. It's going to take how long for it to get here. So I think that supporting local has become more stronger now. I mean, this is why with Tallulah's Closet, we buy Australian brands and Australian designers. We import them to the Philippines. We rent them out at a fraction of the price so that women here don't have to buy an $800 dress that they're going to wear once and for it to go to the back of their closet. You rent it. You rent an $800, $600, $500 Australian dollar priced dress for maybe $3,000 or $2,500. You wear it once, you return it right? It's sustainable fashion. And then eventually we sell those dresses off at a really cheap rate as well. But this Mm -hmm. is the thing. Are we going to be able to sustain getting these dresses here from Australia? Maybe not. So what do we do? My business partner have turned to each other and said, okay, what can we do? And luckily we already had started the Tallulah's pre-loved closet where we were getting dresses from girls. Say for example, Jensina, you turned to me and said, I have you know, all these gowns that I don't wear anymore and I don't have a platform or a following to sell them. So what you do is you come to Toulouse Closet, we sell them for you, we take a certain percentage and then everyone's happy. So, and it's not even, and it is not a huge, where we take 30%, which is the standard. There are some companies who would take 40, some companies who would take 50% of what they sell the dress. But at the end of the day, we're not trying to, Yes, we're a business and we need to make money, but we don't want to rip you off. We want you to feel like you got a good deal and at the end of the day, the 30% will cover our cost with our photographing the dress, dry cleaning the dress, the staff and the electricity behind it and our database of, of our clientele. So there's a lot of people who think that us only taking 30% that we're crazy. But at the end of the day, we want the world to keep revolving in a, in a beautiful manner. We don't want to be selfish. We don't want to, you know, it's just not, it's just not the Tallulah business model at all. Even our products, there are some people who turn around and go, Oh, but Trisha, your name's on the product. You should be selling your body scrubs for more. No, I don't want to be selling it for more because you know why? When I was divorced and had no money, I made sure that it was something that even me who was at you know, at the bottom of the barrel, I couldn't get any lower than what I was when, when, when we first divorced. I was the clientele. That's the clientele. I want to make sure that just because you are, you know, broke, you should still be able to afford something that is a luxury product without the luxury price tag. So we like to end the show on a light note. So I would like to know what is one funny thing you've experienced in relation to the lockdown? I can't really think of one thing because Dwayne and I, we really do laugh a lot because we're so different. You know, sometimes I think that he looks at me and thinks, what have I gotten myself into? Because as I said, I have a 
<laughs> I have a performing arts diploma majoring in lyrical jazz and my daughter is, you know, thinking that she's Elsa the Ice Queen princess at the moment. So what does mum do? I am every Disney princess. So when he walks in on me doing dances for Arabella and I see him and he opens that door, that dance then is directed to him and it is not a sexy dance, Janthina. <laughs> Some of the times he'll, he gets, and it's so funny because he gets really awkward and he's like, oh, babe, like, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, it's not sexy. And he's like, I, I don't know where to look. <laughs> because I'm also in my pajamas and I haven't brushed my teeth. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Trish. I always have such a great time talking to you, even if our conversations are definitely longer than about the half hour that we have on the show. But um, thank you for giving me such a break from the shitty news cycle over there. Um, but still, you know, a taste of the manila that I, that I miss so much. Along with that, along with you saying that, you know, looking at the news can be so grim sometimes, there are all these Instagram live shows popping on, sharing inspiration and sharing stories. Even with me, Talk With Trisha, we're doing our next season. We're doing The Quarantine Mom. We're doing Instagram lives. And literally, I'm going to be jumping into, you know, other mom situations, chatting with them for 45 minutes. And some moms are like, I can only talk to you at 5 a.m. Great. Talk to me at 5 a.m. That's fine. And then they're like, but isn't it an Instagram live? Don't you want people to view? No. I don't want people to view. I want them to be able to go to my Instagram IGTV and click on it whenever they have time and for the information to be there to uplift them and for other moms and dads to know that they're all going, you're not in, we're all in this together. We're all going through this together, you know. So Talk with Trish is going to be a IGTV um searchable go there and and listen to other mums experiences and be uplifted have a bit of a laugh because I'm quite sure there'll be some mums in there having a good old bitch about their family but then like with you guys um and your podcast you know there's always the brighter situation there's always the light at the end of the tunnel there's always a silver lining so you just need to know where to look Thanks for tuning in to the Unlock Philippines podcast. We're definitely learning as we go along as this is a homegrown and homespun effort using whatever tools are available to us at the moment. We hope you found this uplifting and useful. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we are at unlockph.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.